The Elks. I'm a fan. I'm in. What's the deal that it wasn't Elk? Elks is good. Elk would have been great. How about that? It's like, as we said yesterday, the Heat, the Jazz, the Mammoth. It's that team name without an S on the end of it. And I'm not being critical. I'm all for the Elks. I think it's cool. I love the logo. I love the scheme. I'm on it. This is the Rod Peterson Show. Happy Friday, everybody, and welcome to a little thing we call Flame Tech Football Friday. It's a big day, Darren Moose Dupont. How are you? I'm good. That's good? I'm good. We're one day past our second birthday. Right? It's episode number 499. And like any birthday party, we kept the decorations up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's waiting until uh, the helium goes away. What? Exactly. Why, why not? Why not? How about that? We got John Frenzy here in the bunker. He's uh, ready to roll. He's got his Saskatchewan Rough Riders socks on. So you'll be treated to that, everybody, in segment two. Uh, we've got Jimmy Two Tables here, our sales manager. We've got Paul Fagler here from Dub Network, all socially distanced in the bunker, and it's a party on a Friday as we get ready to roll. Unbelievable. You ready for the weekend? I am ready for the weekend. It's great weather, too, eh? Oh, I, I love it. I mean, it can't get too hot. So 40 degrees, like, I'm all for it. I know a lot of people aren't. They're just dying looking for the pool, but... I'm, I'm We're good it. with it. I'm good with it. We're good with it. So we got breaking news coming down the pipe, and I'm going to get to that in a moment. I just want to tell you who's coming up on the program today. I mentioned John Frenzy. The president of the Edmonton Elks, Chris Presson, is going to be with us today. I'm very, very excited to have that whenever you have a CFL team president come on. Uh, Chris Presson will bring greetings from the northern capital of Alberta. And also, Chris Bickford will be with us. He's a TV producer, filmmaker. He's got a project on the go for the Canadian Football League. He's very excited to tell us and you what he's working on there. So that is all coming up on the program today. Can we hit the quick six show topics, please, Director Jordan, if you don't mind. Please and thank you. Are we live on YouTube right now? I was trying to find it here. Ah, there we go. I see... Oh, my God. What? From my buddy Kyle Hall. He's watching on Long Island. He says he's from the Broadway Hat Podcast. Yeah. That's where I made my Broadway debut was on his podcast. He says, I know it's football Friday, but we, but are we excited about USA versus Canada semifinals matchup tomorrow? Should be a great game. That's a hard no, Kyle. No. <laughs> Lynch and I were just talking about that in the car ride up here. He's like, is Bernard playing in this? Nope. Then forget it. See Blake in the Sir? world championship. <laughs> Would you be surprised? Probably not. Probably no, we're not. not geeked up for Canada-USA, but Kyle, you please report on it, and you tell us what you think. I will not be watching. I haven't watched a second of the World Hockey Championships, and that will include the playoffs. I'm sorry. Just the way that it is. Uh, so, number one, talk about the way things roll, man, in the 24-hour news cycle. Mark Shifley gets a four-game suspension from the National Hockey League yesterday. I, th- I thought it should be two as did you. He spoke this morning, just finished. He he actually might still be at the podium. And I thank our good people of Winnipeg sending us the quotes here down the pipe with what Mark Shifley said. He said he's shocked. I'm paraphrasing here because I didn't watch it. But he said uh, he was shocked by the punishment. He's very upset at the abuse that's been hurled at his family over this. And He's not speaking for himself. So I guess it sounds like he came out guns a-blazing a little bit, Mark Schaefer, this morning. And good for him. But he's going to sit for four. Game two's tonight, and we'll come up with that. I, th- I think we would all agree four games are harsh, but whatever. I, I, what bothers me, and this is a larger uh, symptom of society right now, is just the damn name-calling. And some people just can't let stuff go here. 
That's the ugly stuff. And Shifley said he's praying for Jake Evans, so he took the high road there. But as Lynch and I were talking about on the car ride up here, Lynch is like, he's the leading scorer. He's never been suspended before. He doesn't do this. I don't want to spend any more time because we spent a lot of time on it yesterday. I don't know how you that he would know when he started cranking it up from the other end of the ice that Evans was going to come around behind the net and do what he did. There's no way he could have known. So to say that it was predatory would have meant that he intended to do this, and I just don't think that he meant to do it. I, I still don't. And I've been called all these horrible names. It's really hurt my feelings. I can handle it. But I wish other people could handle other people's viewpoints on something like this, what Paul Maurice called a unusual play. <laughs> Anyways, over to you. No, it was. It was unusual. The four games is stiff. And... So here's George Peros in the Department of Player Safety making a statement and trying to get these hits out of the game. But it's just, I think what people are upset about, too, is the inconsistencies, right? Because we've seen with, with Tom Wilson, this would have been a $5,000 fine oh. in that situation, right? But it's the, and it's the playoffs, too. The games matter more. They mean more than regular season games. So there's more on the line. It was a stiff penalty, a real stiff mm. penalty, and... We'll see where this goes and, and how the Jets respond without one of their leaders. Somebody said the NHL bent to public pressure by giving him four games, and I would not disagree. But they've bent over all kinds of things, and that's, that's unfortunate that they can't stand up and do what's right, but whatever. Point three, uh, Carolina beat Tampa Bay 3-2 in overtime last night, which was awesome. I thought Sebastian Ajo scored the winner in overtime, but they're giving it to Stahl. Doesn't matter. Canes are in the series now down 2-1, and i got to ask you this. So Nikita Kucherov takes a holding the stick penalty, which led to the power play, which very similar to the Golden Knights situation the other night. And my question is this. You can't get mad at the refs for calling a penalty that is a penalty. You just can't. That's a black and white call. Did you see after the goal winning, Kucherov was chasing the referees around? I did. I saw that. And it was like the slashing Riley Smith knocking the stick out of Ratnan's hands the other day. It's a penalty. You can't even get mad about that because it was a penalty. This is all reminding me of the 2014 Grey Cup where a Game-winning punt return touchdown by Speedy B was called back because of a blocking to the back penalty on Taylor Reed, and it, it, was a, it was a penalty. So how can you get mad at the officials for calling what's a penalty? As the Ticats said to me, Rod, they were letting it go all game. Yes, but it was a penalty. Nikita Kucherov, you can't hold a stick. So where are you on that? Like I, I don't, yeah. Well, I look at it. They're both first period, like first overtime um, penalties. And for the most part, they were pretty early in the overtime too, right? If I'm not mistaken. I think that's the officials looking for something black and white that they can call early on to set that kind of tone that, look, at, we're still going to call some penalties in overtime. Because if you don't, because you don't want to call those. You want to manage the game. If I've always been of the belief that if you're not creating a scoring chance yep. with an infraction or taking one away, that it probably doesn't need to be called in those important moments um, to decide a game. But you also don't want to do what we saw in the Edmonton-Winnipeg series where you go three overtimes and you don't have any penalties and you don't really know what to call and you're scared to call a penalty at that point because you hadn't called one in two and a half periods, right? So you get one out of the way early, something really black and white. It's just unfortunate that both times it ended up in the back of the net. So our poll question relates to all of this. How would you rate the officiating in the Stanley Cup playoffs? What are the options, Clark? It was okay, good, okay, 
or bad, and I see 60% is saying okay. I would say it's been okay to good. I'm not arguing with what the, what the call was on my team the other night, the Golden Knights. I'm not arguing on the Kacharov call because it's a penalty. I think they're doing a pretty good job. And it's very evident they've been told by, obviously, Stephen Wacom, guys, call everything for the most part. There's been calls that have been let go, but it's been pretty strict. Mm-hmm. Do you think that'll stay? Through four rounds? Yeah, I think it. They, you know, they're trying to build that consistency. So I think that'll be the message as we get deeper into the playoffs is, you know, consistency, right? Let's continue to call this. And I think that, you know, at least for the last couple of games, a mandate to make sure you're still calling penalties in overtime, right? And continuing to have some consistency. And we're seeing it. And that's my was my point. They're very clearly saying, guys, regular time, overtime, call it. Yeah. And they are. So that's a message to the teams. It's a tough lesson to learn. Don't hold on to sticks. Don't slice sticks out of guys' hands. And if you're Colorado, they're going to keep dropping their sticks. There's nothing you can do about that. The warm-up's brought to you by Ecall Electric, your complete electrical distributor with locations in Regina, Esteban, Swift Current, Yorkton, and Moose Jaw, Saskatchewan. Ecall Electric. Let's get to work. Point three, the forgotten series, Boston Islanders. Bruins won in overtime last night, 2-1. One in three games in these Stanley Cup playoffs is going to overtime. And I'm here for it. Oh, yeah. You know why? The games are ending just a couple minutes into overtime. So it's not, we don't have any of these post-midnight Which are okay things. when they're a rarity, right? The one-offs, the, that, yeah. that three-overtime Winnipeg-Edmonton game. I'm here for that, too. But if that was happening every night, that would be a little bit exhausting. So, no, it's really, really exciting. Uh, John in Winnipeg's watching. John, um... He says NHL officiating has been dependent on makeup calls. Don't. Don't start. Too soon. What's a makeup call? They don't do that. Doesn't exist, does it? Never heard of anything no. like that. Hmm. Point four. Two big games tonight. It's basically a doubleheader. 530 Mountain, Montreal at Winnipeg, 8 p.m. Colorado visiting Canada's team, the Vegas Golden Knights. So we're settling in for basically six hours of hockey watching tonight. Yes. Uh, by the way, people are continue to send me out of Winnipeg. I love this, by the way. When I said that Shifley's hit was unintentional, people were writing me saying, Rod, you're just pandering to your Winnipeg fans. I thought, maybe, subconsciously. And let's, let's walk that back for a second and say it again. That I would have any fans in Winnipeg is a miracle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's I rem- America. I remember when, when we did your old show on, on yes. local Regina Radio, um, leading up to a Labor Day Classic or a Banjo Bowl, we sat there, I think, for like an hour, coming up with derogatory nicknames for people in Winnipeg and saying them on the air and taking viewers' suggestions. Like, that was a regular occurrence. We don't need to go that far. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and now, we love them. And here we are. People say, why, Rod, uh, you know, have you got on the Jets bandwagon? I said, because they've been the nicest to us. All of the people of Manitoba. So, uh, love conquers all. Point five Astros at Blue Jays today, just putting that out there. We're not totally paying attention to the Bluebirds yet, but they continue to win. And point six. We'll get into this more with John Frenzy because he's got a better memory for the United States Football League than I do from 1983 to 1985. But we, and by the way, 
we do have the president of the Edmonton Elks coming up, Chris Presson. Still sounds like a service club to me. I will get used to it, but it's like the Edmonton Elks <laughs> club <laughs> president, Chris Presson, will be with us. Anyways, yeah, see it. Um, CFL return to play, blah, blah, blah. I see people writing in and saying, I'm so excited. I'm so excited that the CFL is going to play. From James and Board in Manitoba, Winnipeg has warmed up to Rod nicely. And I'm just so darn grateful for that. I don't know how it happened. Do you? I don't know how it happened. Yeah, there's no watershed moment, but it's day by day. You have to put in the work. Yeah. You have to, you know, show them the love. We showed them the love. They showed us the love. Arlen Bruce the third is watching in New York. You all remember Arlen R. Bruce the third. He says, love conquers all. How about he was, that? He was paying attention. Thanks, Arland. That dude's going to the Hall of Fame from Oloth, Kansas. Where was I? My brain has turned to mush. See what love does? <laughs> and that's <laughs> exactly. what happened to Winnipeg. Yeah. Yeah. So CFL returned to play. Back to reality. I don't know. I'm getting phone calls. What I'm hearing isn't matching up with what I'm reading. <laughs> Fair? Yeah. I'm still of the mind when they're on the field in training camp and kicking off August 5th, then I will believe it. But I'm going to continue to be happy and positive, and uh, it sounds good. And that's all. I'm not convinced yet. When we've covered this before, we see the Rough Riders saying that they'll have all of their season ticket holders in attendance, plus more for their games. I'm just saying, who are they going to play? Mind you, when I read these news updates every morning, they're not talking about COVID in this country anymore. They're not talking about that. It's not a, it's not a thing. Uh, America, they moved on how long ago? Five, six months ago? Yeah. So it continues to go the right way, but it's going to need 10,000 fans per stadium to make this a go and everything. So we're positive about it. But... Somebody's written in here and said, uh, this USFL thing is going to cause the end of the XFL thing. Do we have time or interest to talk about that? Uh, we, we can, absolutely. I mean, we have no idea what the USFL thing is going to do to the XFL, right? We really don't. They want to play. The USFL wants to play. The XFL wants to play. The CFL wants to play. Now you've got somebody else uh, you know, at the table who partners with who? What is this? How does this sort out? Who competes with who? Right? We know there are more than enough football players to satisfy all right. the needs. Is there a big enough fan base to, to satisfy the financial appetite? Is there enough money to go around to make them all fly? Probably not. Can two of them fly? Maybe. It'll be very interesting to watch the developments. It's going to be about power, influence, who works harder, marketing. Who can make you want to spend your money? And I, and I honestly think, you know, this opens up some leverage for the CFL. Because if the USFL knocks on the door and says, we should work together, right? I know you're talking to the XFL, but if we work together, here's what we can offer you. Now the CFL's got options because what the CFL brings is the legacy, right? The yeah. legacy and the tradition and all those things that will last. So... I think it's a good spot for the CFL, but it'll be interesting. We don't know how far down the road they are with the XFL. We don't. So uh, maybe that comes up in our next chat as the president of the Edmonton Elks 
Chris Presson will join us from the City of Champions. This has been the warm-up for E-Call Electric. E-Call Electric, let's get to work. It's a Flame Tech Football Friday, and you're watching on Game Plus TV Network across all 10 provinces in 31 states, live daily on YouTube and Facebook, and 24-hour sports radio for Suds Full Service Car Wash at rodpeterson.com.